Welcome to Transformation in 10, bringing you expert insights for navigating the transformations impacting application delivery. This podcast is presented by Tricentis and brought to life by our special guests across the quality, DevOps, cloud, and business worlds. Hello, listeners. This is the second half of my conversation with Ernie Lamb, Senior Manager of Digital Products and Applications at Sydney Trains. We talk about an agile approach to testing and supporting your team's learning, as well as top tips for reaching your goals in 2022. Enjoy. When you accepted the Champion Award early, uh, you gave some awesome advice and you have already touched on the staff aspect and really, you know, investing in them. But you, you do say also in that, in that speech that you should really invest in the, the training and the development of your staff. So why is this crucial? I know you have mentioned a little bit on this, but why is this crucial and, and how do you plan to continue to invest this year to assist the transformations that lie ahead? It's crucial because we believe that continuous learning, you know, we hear in, in Agile, it's around continuous integration, continuous development, mm. or, you know, incremental delivery, and very much focus on product and delivering stuff. Now, if you extend that out on a personal level for, you, for everyone, continuous learning should be a natural extension of that. And that's when we're looking for people who are passionate about that learning. So we always say not everyone can know everything. So, you know, and, and there are no unicorns in life, right? You will not have a team of unicorns in your scrum team. So what can you do? You can, you support your team to, to have the passion to learn because technology is moving so fast. Everyone's learning stuff as they go along. So selecting the right people, as I talked about before, and that was my advice was saying the learning we took was, you know, we provide that time for learning, but probably the learning was we didn't do enough. You know, we probably should have provided more time because if you do, then we probably would have adopted Tosca even quicker and embedded it quicker and introduced it quicker and then get the benefits earlier. So that upfront investment, whilst, you know, and as managers, we need to go, it's, you know, we don't want that typical business case. How much is it going to cost? You know, it's X number of hours times number of people. It shouldn't be that focused. It's like, how much value can you get earlier yes. by getting people using this tool earlier? And I think that's really that focus. And, I, you know, I talk a lot about people because it's really... Without those people, it doesn't matter if you buy the talk. I'm not the expert in Tosca. So I need my team to be, to be the leaders of that. And I want them to lead. And, and even the selection of Tosca was decided by them, not by me. It was them selecting the best tool they felt in the market on their work. Yeah. No, I, I believe it was a CTO. I'm not sure if he's still there. Tommy, Tommy Chung. I read that he'd selected, yeah, Tricentis as the, the vendor of choice. And as you say, if it comes from that level of, of buy-in, it, I mean, it's awesome in a way because then it has that real shared understanding. Of, you know, it, it trickles down then. And I guess in a way, it might kind of give more room for adopting that training and like you said, investing early on so that uh, the teams really know how to, how to use that tool. And I wonder too, if there's, you know, there's like, as you said, there's a real kind of safety focus at Sydney Trains and innovation focus because it's not quite as revenue focused, maybe there's a little more leeway for investing that time in training and getting your your employees up to speed in that way. Yeah, and it's it's, it's built into so built into, mm. and it comes right from the top. Really, there is that that culture of of learning and the creation of you know we have a technology academy, and that came back from feedback from staff. Yeah, so staff saying, how do we have these opportunities? So on the back of that, Transport for New South Wales invested in technology academy, not just for permanent staff, but for contractors, for people who work. You know, so leveraging partners like Tricenters and our other partners where we've, we've got, you know, there is a Tosca Academy. Some of these courses are free. You know, so people who want to learn 
you know, not only can you do the courses because Tricensors are offering them for free, but we can provide the hands-on experience, which is just as crucial as the thing. So we're now opening up the opportunity for people to to experience other teams, to learn if they have the passion to want to do it. So we're not saying you will do it. It's up to the individual. Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. And it's great to hear because on our end, I remember when that initiative launched that it was, you know, it was the free training not long after the pandemic started and the uptake was phenomenal. And it, it is great to see that it's when it's a matter of access, not the will to do it, then it was a real, yeah, it, it really showed us that there is that passion for learning and taking that time. So it's really great to hear from your end that that's being uptaken and driven as well from you and, and, and other leaders. And it's awesome to hear that you have that real kind of championing of, of, of the tools from that level. And clearly you're an incredible champion for, for testing excellence. So I'm wondering, how does your team perhaps innovate in testing, kind of following your lead? Are there any kind of precedents that you set? I think it's around then the team make the decisions. And it's it's really, I sort of go back to the Scrum framework of inspection and adaption. So when we first looked at this you know, many years ago, as I said, it was the team that decided, how do we do this better? So we created a proof of concept. They tried all the market tools without Tricentus knowing. <laughs> and we tested them out and see how easy it was in a real life example with one of our current products. How easy was it to automate? So we did all that before we even spoke to Tricentus or any of the market vendors. Um, so that was a team decision. So we carry that forward and everything. So that was just the, the start of it. And then as we explore, well, how do we test this better or automate this part? Then we just say to team, give it a try. Yeah. Create a product backlog item for you to try it out. Just try it and communicate back to the team what your recommendation is. And quite often, this is where we will, we will leverage Tricentus support. Because we'll say, okay, well, this is new to us. How do we how do we try this and get their advice how to do stuff? But in the testing space, that's really pushing it as far as we can to embed it in the DevOps lifecycle. Starting not just that. So some people might just go, well, we'll just do it for regression testing only. But let's go, well, how do you then make it part of your development? So how do developers use it as part of their day-to-day unit testing? And then the other thing we we then started doing was showcasing the tool to our customers. So our internal customers and and that actually builds confidence in the customers in the quality you're building. And actually one of the other sessions I had with Tricenters, they asked, you know, what was my favorite feature? And I said to them, my favorite feature was being able to demo a recorded test case to our customer. Because they don't want to know about maybe Tosca or the tool. They want to know, wow, this is what you're doing. And now you've saved me, you know, 30 minutes times yes. you know, 80, 80 test cases. You can explain the benefit and the value to them of investing in in a tool. That's awesome. Really, really encouraging to hear that that you and it makes sense that yeah, that that demo feature allows you to show that real, you know, that recorded test case, that real use case, and then ultimately to show to show the impact. And yeah, thank you for giving me that kind of level of detail. You know, moving from that, that embed, embedding regression to kind of how do we incorporate developers? I feel, feel like that's kind of DevOps in its essence, and yes. <laughs> it makes a lot of sense. And I I like as well that you're really giving the power and responsibility to your team. You know, for example, that they they research the tool, and you know, it's kind of like give it a try. It's that kind of soft play, which clearly is paying off. So really, really good to hear that. Now then, Ernie, a bit of a, a shift of tone, a question that gets a lot of people head scratching. So in 10 words or less, what is your best advice for anyone aiming to reach their digital transformation goals in 2022? I think it's having flexibility in the journey that you're going to be taking because everyone's journey is going to be different. There's no consultant who can come in 
and deliver you a 20-page pack that will tell you exactly how to get from A to B. You've got to do it yourself. So, and it's our, our responsibility as, as managers for teams and leaders to say, to be prepared to stand up for our staff, to say, to say it's, it's unknown and be prepared for failure or be prepared to change and, and making sure we drive that, that culture through our leadership and, and senior management. Because if you don't, then we're not going to have that culture. Sure. It makes sense considering your, your kind of your agile focus, that, you know, flexibility. It, of course, yeah, kind of have that be, be malleable and also recognizing that everyone's journey is different. I think that's, that's crucial to any approach, yeah, to any digital transformation that lies ahead. And now then, if you could kind of have, have a wish for the, for the application development world, if you could wave a magic wand and change one thing about that, <laughs> what might that be? If you let me sort of take liberty of two different answers, if that's okay. Sure, yes, yes, go for it. <laughs> yeah, so... So my first one, if, if I was from a, at a sort of team level, I would make sure that, you know, I want every person to speak to the customer. Mm-hmm. Regardless of whether you're a business analyst, a developer, or even a tester, we say to our testers, you need to engage with the end customer. Yeah. Because if you don't understand why they want something, how are you making sure that you're building the best product? Yes. So, you know, that typical, you know, voice of the customer type. We can say to IT companies, you know, just give the opportunity for every person to at least speak to the customer somehow, workshop or some some format. Second one, if I was at a management type level, I think you should we should get rid of all individual KPIs. Mm. Right? So the reason I say is I think my personal belief is that KPIs, individual KPIs introduced is a human tendency to, I guess, strive to that. And then what that creates is putting yourself to achieve the KPI ahead of the team. And if they conflict, and quite often individual KPIs may conflict with the team objective. And I think with traditional model is we sit down every year, let's create these these targets. And I think that to me creates uh, you know selfishness potentially and conflict for the individual one. We don't need to do that. If we say to them, here are team objectives. Yeah. Just con- we want you to contribute to the team or the company objectives as a whole. Not here is a percentage we want you to hit. We want you to complete 15 stories this week or you need to hit a velocity of 80 points. Otherwise, you have a not met or failure for your KPI. That, to me, doesn't, doesn't work. Uh, and yet, too many companies are still going down this traditional model. Yeah, it's interesting because, yeah, you're, you're challenging that. And it's not, not something I'd really considered until now. But it does make a lot of sense because, you know, if you're working a, as a team, and of course, you know, as a team, you have those goals to aspire to, but it seems disjointed if each individual on that team has these different KPIs. And then, of course, that that kind of creates could create a, a team framework that is, yeah, it's conflicting, as you say. And I really like that you you said your point about yeah, having that customer contact. I feel incredibly fortunate that I'm able to speak to customers through the podcast and have that interaction. And it really does bring what you do to life. And I, I did read that Sydney Trains, you know, one of their main kind of tenets is putting the customers at the heart of everything, at the center of everything that you do. But it's great to hear that that's not being like signaled, that is being embodied at the company. And yeah, it's really encouraging to hear. And there's been a definite theme of the people focus throughout this conversation which I think is obviously testament to your to your great management skills. So we're going to have to wrap up today, Ernie, but it's been awesome. Thank you so much for chatting with me. Made this very early, an early get up on my side. <laughs> you made it very worthwhile. So it is customers like you that, you know, as I said, you're speaking with us, you're sharing your real use testing and innovation cases. And uh, that is what makes our listeners really pay attention. And, you know, we can learn from that and, and embrace what's working for you. So thank you. 
you know, keep on rock and rolling as the steadfast testing champion that you are. And I'm eager to hear how 2022 pans out for you. Yes, I'd love to check in another time. But in the meantime, take care. And thanks for being a guest on our show today. Thanks, Emma. It's been great speaking to you. It really struck me when Ernie asserted that continuous learning of teams is crucial alongside the aspects of Agile that relate to product and delivery, such as CICD. Extending agility to people as well as process is clearly key to him and his team's success. Their Scrum framework also results in smart and collective decisions on testing, like how to test better or what to automate. Taking a leaf or two out of Ernie's book by valuing customer feedback and prioritizing team goals over individual KPIs could really set you up for success this year. If you're feeling inspired, we'd love to hear what's on the cards for you this year and how you plan to smash your goals. Let us know by emailing podcast at trustcenters.com or share on social with the hashtag transformation in 10. As ever, thanks for listening. Until next airtime. time.